This idea that wedding filmmakers feel this pressure to make something unique um, is probably, I think, a little misguided. And I think this is where the challenge comes for filmmakers is like this idea of commerce, meaning art. Your job as a filmmaker to make good art is to communicate clearly the message that you sold the couple. Learn how to connect with a basic audience who will love your films and, and get your craft down. Become an amazing craftsman. And then once you get there and you're like, I feel like this is pinpoint. How do I push it? How can I make my own signature? All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wedding Film School show. And we have another amazing episode for you today. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Wedding Film School show, you've reached a destination where we create uh, awesome content for wedding filmmakers, uh, whether it's the business side, whether it's talking about art, whether it's talking to amazing artists out there. Um, this is the channel you want to be following um, to be able to uh, learn and grow uh, your own business and uh, just hang out and hopefully along the way be entertained. Yeah, I feel like if you're listening, uh, a lot of people don't realize we have a YouTube channel. Yeah, a lot of people don't. At yeah, least that's so. what they tell us. It's like either you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube or you listen to us on the podcast. It's a whole ecosystem. It is. It is. Um, and it also, if you haven't been to our website, uh, weddingfilm.school, we have a lot of resources on weddingfilm.school as well uh, for you to be able to learn and grow. These are all free resources. They're all free. They're all free. Free 99. Um, so if you are looking to grow your business, if you're looking to be inspired creatively, um, those are definitely some places you want to check out. Yeah. Um, we have a good episode today, Jay. Today, I, Jay. I love this topic because we were thinking like, what's something we could talk about that would actually be fun to talk about? Um, cause we've been doing this business thing. Business is fun to talk about. I enjoy it, but I realize it's heavy and dense. It's not for everyone. A lot of people just want to run terrible businesses and have a good time. Right? So I figured what's a topic that everyone, how do we get people riled up? How can you talk about something interesting? And so we decided, let's talk we're about the talk question. about how to be rich and famous. How to so be that's rich. What we're going to talk about today. Lindsey Conklin canceled, so he was going to do how to be rich, oh, and <laughs> and he's not able to come. So when Lindsey comes on from LaRev, we're going to do how to be rich. But today, <laughs> and and also good uh, grooming tips with Lindsey Conklin. Yeah, how to have perfect hair. How to have great hair and a great smile. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's not about Phil. He's not really a filmmaker. He's just rich and good looking. And that's his only <laughs> job. And films one wedding, which he outsources. Yes. So, yeah. So <laughs> if you want to learn how to do that, that'll be the episode. Yes. Uh, but what uh, are we really talking about? We're talking about a question that has vexed me, Jared, for many years. I've processed it. I've thought about it. And I think it's actually at the core of a lot of people's big frustrations. And a lot of the arguments we have, which is, are wedding films real art? But before we get into that, today's show is brought to you by Ken and Tannic. We're going to get right into the capitalism. Um, <laughs> we have a 25% code, WFS25. You go to Ken Tannic, which I'm not even going to try to spell. Oh, no, I'm going to try. Let's try. K-I-N-O-T-E-H-N-I-K.com. I, I don't know if there's an H in there. There is definitely an H. Okay. There's definitely an H. Anyway, 
something like that. And if you Google it, they'll just correct you. So and, head over there. We'll, we'll put it on the screen. How about that? Head over there. Well, definitely. But for those listening, yeah. head over to the website. They get 25% off anything you buy. Uh, WFS25 is the code. They make the Practolite 602, the 802. They make a couple of panel lights. Uh, really great lighting products that we use that we love here at Wedding Film School. So check that out. But um, yeah, so anyway, today's topic was brought on by, like I said, we want to talk about something interesting in... So, Jared, I guess the we won't spend a lot of time on this because this is one of those age-old questions, but, like, what is art? Ah, uh, ah, uh, what is art? What is um, art? So, art is interesting, and, and I like talking about this because I feel like we... You get into wedding films, and you're either coming from the side of art or you're coming from the side of, like, being a super nerd, right? Yeah. A techie-type person. Um and so a lot of times, uh, most people I think that get into video actually are coming from the tech side. They could have done photography. Production you know, specifically. Production specifically. So they like gear, they like function of things. Gain um, of function research. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so talking about art is probably something new um, to a lot of people. It's like a new muscle in someone's brain. Um, and so, I like talking about art because it's um, obviously art is very subjective, um, but it, when, when it comes to the art of like wedding filmmaking, um, I think that becomes pretty interesting. For me, art is pretty simple. It's trying to express an idea. Like you can express it in words, pictures, music. Mm-hmm. You could you could have people weird things where people are like my life is art you know who knows like but like art is about like expressing ideas communicating emotions um and storytelling is part of it it's not all of it though yep. there's abstract art that has no linear story yep. so like this idea of like oh storytelling well it's not only storytelling it could just be communicating like you could watch something that just terrifies you because it's got scary music and a scary visual there's no story yeah so i think the idea of art though where most people, I think, what the question they're usually really asking is, are wedding films creative? Like, and by creative, they mean like unique, breaking the mold, mm-hmm. like doing something unique, like that other people haven't done. And are, and are they art in that way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people look at that and they're really asking that question. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that's a good um, distinction creativity versus art um you know like art is something that i think really everyone can enjoy um or at least most people can at least uh look at and either be challenged by or um just enjoy it enjoy it like have it on the wall and actually appreciate netflix uh, is art yeah um and and so there's another distinction between kind of like art and then what we do with wedding films in that most of the time what we're creating is only going to be enjoyed by a small group of people. I was talking to a bride today and she was like, yeah, I was looking at a lot of your wedding films online and just a lot of wedding films from a lot of wedding filmmakers recently before I called you guys. And she was like, my fiance was beside me in bed and he was like, please put your AirPods on so I don't have to listen to one more groom say his vows to the bride and the bride say their group their their vows to the groom uh, it just drove him crazy because he was like dude i hate this art it's all, well and also <laughs> it's all the same it's all the same sure sure but 
I'm sure if it was this guy's video, he would be like, I love this because I know that person. I can relate to it. So it's like, well, that's really what we're talking about is like yeah. the constraints of our wedding films art. And I, I mean, I don't mind just being spoiler. I think wedding films are art. Are wedding films necessarily cr truly creative? And is that, does that matter? I think is the question because if I made, there's the commercial side of like, if I make, I have to make a product, right? And I'm giving this person this product. If I made something, I was showing you like this weird stuff that I like to look at. Like for me, I like 70s avant-garde filmmaking. I, I enjoy that. I've always enjoyed it since I was a kid. That's what I grew up watching. Like oh, 70s horror, just schlocky stuff. And the enjoyment of it is like so unique. There's nothing like it. You go watch like Italian horror films from this. They're just weird, like weird, weird movies. Everything about like pop zooms and all this weird stuff. And, you know, they're for someone. Someone enjoys them. But would I say that they are commercially viable? Would I even say that they're always good? Like the point of being creative it is not necessarily being skilled and I think of the other side and that brings up the other thing which is you know art versus craft I think the idea that is something good art a lot of times people mean is it creative and a lot of times people mean is it at the top of the game in terms of craft and skill mm. and I think those are like these two things that live with intention of like okay I, people say this all the time Oh, looking for some creative shots with my gimbal. And I think what they really mean is I would like to shoot my gimbal in a more skilled way. So you want a unique shot? You want me to show you a shot no one's ever shot? Yeah. Like, you don't want that. Creative gimbal moves where you're cycloning into <laughs> the bride's face. Like, that's creative. Yeah. Maybe. Well, but that's what it always is. Yeah. Go watch creative stuff. Yeah. Creative stuff most people hate. It's true. It's for niche audiences. People who are like, I want to experience a film with no story where someone's just staring at a screen for 30 minutes with like things happening in the background. That would be really creative of you. There's all kinds of, go watch avant-garde filmmaking. I can tell you, uh, as someone who lives in Providence, Rhode Island, right next to RISD, <laughs> the creative art that they make is awful. A pile of dirt. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like they literally. I remember going four through. steel beams, and then they're like, "This is the structure of humanity." You're like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> so creative of you." But uh, like, okay, are they? Is is what they're doing like actually creative? Because no one's ever. I mean, I'm sure someone has. It's derivative, I guess. But yeah. this idea that wedding filmmakers feel this pressure to make something unique um, is probably, I think, a little misguided. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I, I like where you're going with it because I, I think there is a difference between when someone is first getting in the industry, you always hear them say like, someone will post on a Facebook group and be like, I want to do something none of you peons have done, essentially. And everyone's like, okay, guy, go like, they get roasted. go jump off a bridge. Like everyone's like, kills that guy, right? And <laughs> Deservedly uh, so. And, and, and yeah. Probably, probably deservedly so. But um, when really at the end of the day, this person who says that isn't very skilled, doesn't have a lot of craft. And that's probably the thing 
in my opinion, that they should be focusing on more of is like, don't do something that's creative that no one's ever seen before. Just get good. Yeah. Like I look at like some of the top tier talent in the wedding film industry and I'm like, those dudes are just freaking good. Like it's, they're not doing anything that's going to like make you contemplate your existence or like, <laughs> but they're skilled. They're not using their camera in a way that no one's used a camera or getting a shot that no one's ever gotten. Exactly. And that's not the point. Maybe they happen to fall upon that because yeah. they're, they see things so well. There are some people from time to time are like, oh my God, how do they think about that? Or they put the time in yep. to get something that other people wouldn't. But in general, they're just better. I watched a film um, recently, which I actually really appreciated. It was on a wedding film school and um, you roasted it. Um, but I looked at it and I really appreciated what this filmmaker was trying to do because I was like, it's so different. And I can tell he's wrestling with this film. Yeah, He's trying to like figure out his voice. And I really appreciated that because I was like, it's not where it needs to be yet. Like, the, what he's trying to portray isn't coming across, but damn, is he close? He's getting there, and I haven't seen a well, wedding film be like this yet. And I'm like, I, it's interesting to me if what you, he's trying to do. The oh man, we're getting very philosophical today. So if you're listening to this and you're bored out of your mind, um, maybe you're just not deep enough. But, <laughs> um, but I think the question is. If you just do what you can do to the best of your ability, will it just magically become unique? Mm -hmm. And I think there's some truth to that. I think trying to be unique is not a good goal. Trying to be the best you you can be will probably become unique. Mm -hmm. Like this mixture of who you are and your experiences. And so, I mean, the question of is wedding films art? Let's come back to that. Okay. What makes something... Art is, I think, if it's expressing an idea or whatever. So what makes a wedding film art? Well, according to your definition, a wedding film would be art because it expresses emotion of everything that goes into a wedding day. So it's going to be the highs and the lows, and it's actually expressing emotion. And, and in a way that I think we make fun of wedding films because we're like, oh, they're all the same, whatever. But I talk to brides every single day and they're like, I cried every one of your wedding films. And I would say our wedding films are not like the most creative you'll find. They're just well done. And so I would say it is art in that it conveys an emotion that transports to another person's brain and they feel that emotion and they're able to appreciate it. Well, it, it, it enhances the human experience. Mm -hmm enhances their experience it helps them relate with their own experiences that's what art does like you watch a piece of art and then you think that's how i feel mm -hmm. or that is expressing something that i didn't know how to express or like it's in it's interesting when we talk about wedding filmmaking as art where it clearly is art because like there's you are trying to communicate something very linear which is this day started or these people met, who knows? Like the whole entire encompassing, you're taking time, you're messing around with it, and then you're basically saying, here's this idealized version of this event. Now, some people might say, okay, this is how we express wedding art, ketubah. That's wedding art. At a Jewish wedding, you have a ketubah, it's a wedding contract. It's a way of encapsulating time and remembering a time and a season. And if you see them, they're beautiful. They're beautiful wedding art. 
you know, and Jewish weddings have a lot of this. Of course, India, you know, India and Hindi, Hindu weddings have a lot of, we've always made wedding art. We've always tried to take the most significant experiences of our lives and memorialize them and create a mile marker and express the emotion of it. Because if you've been married or you've, and you've been around a lot of weddings, you know, like it's bigger than the moments. Like, okay, they're up there combining their candles or mixing their sand or reading the same five poems. or These things aren't the point. The day is the point. The people are the point. They're just trying to memorial. They're trying to, like, remember this feeling they had and this relationship they had. And so I think it is art because it's a communicating that in an abstract way. Would you consider sand art art? <laughs> Uh, to so, somebody so begrudgingly <laughs> because yeah I, I think it is I would say it's bad art <laughs> and here's what I'll tell you it's art to someone yes and it's, it's art, art if someone made it it yes. wouldn't be art if I made it <laughs> but if Ellie my daughter made it I would be like wow you made amazing art and I would be saying to her like I would try to encourage the impulse I would want her to, I, I would be so proud of her I'd push it so it's like everything's art to someone yeah you know and i think that's okay that that's why when we talk about art being subjective it literally is like my dad going to <laughs> moma would be like what a this is trash oh my can, this is gar imagine can we talk about going out to eat at nice restaurants with our parents <laughs> okay how annoying is it when people just don't get it like you're like you go to this great restaurant and you're like this is so amazing this is deconstructed uh, egg concrete. salad <laughs> I did have concrete at a restaurant one time <laughs> but like you're gonna just have this thing where this art the guy makes this really high concept meal and you just get it right and you it's so amazing and they're like do they have fried chicken here yeah you know and it's like that is really what art is doing to people. Mm -hmm. and, and the question I have for most people is, okay, so we've established, I think we all agree, wedding filmmaking is art. It, a wedding film is a piece of art. And I always say this, it's someone's favorite piece of art, which is pretty cool. Yes. Like you gave it to this couple and for them, it's really special. And I would I, agree. And, and I would even say like, I'm a photographer. So I say this with probably the least amount of bias. I think it's more of an important piece of art than even the photographs that they get. Totally. You because can you imagine being able to see your grandparents when they were... When, when is the last time you looked at an image and cried and felt that emotion? Yeah. I, I don't think I do as much as I do when I'm watching a film. I don't remember the last time I went to like an art gallery and felt that deep level emotion as I have seeing a Pixar movie. Like Pixar is like, ah, uh, just gets you out of the heartstrings. Like it makes me almost cry every time I watch a Pixar movie now. Like, yeah. and I think just the the three dimensional three dimensionality, the three dimensionality of the motion picture um, is important. And I think especially because you're telling a very important story to someone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so I think the story you're telling is significant. Yeah. Um, what I do question. I question is wedding are should wedding films be considered creative? That is where the question is. And how valuable is it when they are? Like I showed you something earlier. I was like, this is what I would actually want to make if I was making just 
creative wedding films. And I was like, it was like just these super eight weird crap. And like, I love art. Like I probably like weird stuff more than most people. Yeah. I don't, I'm not attracted to like really polished. I come from like punk rock and like kind of that weird nerdy world. And so I appreciate it and I kind of enjoy it, but I've learned my lesson that no one wants to buy it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, so, you know, you curb your weirder impulses and you, (laughs) you, you do the thing that will get your bills paid. And some people, I think their impulses align with like, they have, they enjoy that side. They view it as creative. I would just tell you if most people like it, it's probably not that creative. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's a little sticky, I think. I, I think you're right because I agree with you. Like if you created this like – let's imagine a creative wedding film of like <laughs> you creating like these different like – Everyone had to wear a GoPro all day. No, 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 no. This is, this is my creative wedding film that I'm – Okay, I'll, I'll think of one after. Okay, my creative wedding film is a piece of paper laid out and it's an overhead camera looking at the piece of paper and you – splatter blue paint on one side and then you splatter red paint on the other side and then you mix them together and then it goes wedding on the middle that's like that's creative (laughs) like that is like art student like being creative right no one will enjoy that except me because i'm like look at this cool i thought i had i made it on a video and or you call that's your intro to here's my creative one (laughs) okay here's my company it's called through my father's eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and all day, all the dads wear GoPros. Yeah. And you edit it through the father's eyes. <laughs> okay. So that's... that would All be, the fathers wear Yeah, all the fathers. The two dads wear it. Would you specialize in uh, divorced parents? So then you could have like double fathers. Oh, of course. Side. So you, yeah, yeah, all the fathers. Yeah. Anyone who's considered a father. Okay. And you can... You Grandfathers. Know, if you, and women and mothers can be fathers. Stepfathers. So everyone, but but you just cut it together. And like, here's the thing. That would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good film. But it it would be unique. Yeah. It would be unique. And so it's like, everyone knows that's a terrible idea. Well, what is like, okay, so define creativity then. Creativity. Because we defined art. What is creativity? Well, and that's interesting because it's like, I think a lot of people mean unique. Yes. Novelty. Yes. I I would say man. See the this is where things get really tricky because I'm trying to evaluate like my definition of creativity is trying to figure out a way to communicate something or solve a problem like using whatever means necessary to get mm-hmm. there. And so the usually creativity comes down to your means and your problem. Mm-hmm. And did you know if you had a problem and you had to invent a new solution or you had to consider it deeply or whatever i don't this is why i would say this is why i don't think they need to be creative because they don't think you need to think deeply it's not a challenging problem to solve there's not much that go wedding films don't require creativity to do well i so this is why i think it gets a little sticky because it's like we're talking like really like overall concept of like, I want a creative concept. You want to wear GoPros. I want to do paint on a freaking table or whatever. Unique. Unique. But including creative elements in your edit, 
subtle creative elements that um, maybe haven't been used well, in a wedding film before. I'm not saying it's like not I, improved. I, I, by I look at someone like Alex's, Alex Douglas's, you know, uh, films, and I'm like, that's creative. I haven't seen that done before in a wedding film. But I know for Alex, a, a student of, you know, film, right? There's nothing new under the sun. What he's doing is he's just taking it from 70s, you know, films and bringing it into the wedding world. Um, which is he, creative. Which is creative because um, he's an art guy. He was an art, ma you know, Whitney's an art major. He's a film major. He's just like understands the history behind it and the importance of it. Like using kaleidoscope like effects on our Huxley films. Like that was something we were like, oh, that works. That feels like it matches the thing. Like I hadn't seen people really do that really before. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. But it's like that's an element of creativity. I wouldn't say that's necessarily original. And then the other thing about it is like as soon as you do it, like four other people are going to start doing it. And then is it creative at that point? Well, like when the other so, people start, it's just. And so I think you're right where it's like it's not really that important. Like It doesn't. You, it's improved by being creative mm -hmm. and and there are creative people and there are creative wedding films it is not ne necessary is what I'm saying and it doesn't necessitate being creative except for maybe one thing which is the creative problem solving deal with dealing with people oh yeah yeah that kind of thing but I, and we're talking about I think the art you make and what you put on screen and sure sure the visuals and the sound I don't think it necessitates being creative. And I know that's going to bum some people out. Mm -hmm. You can make tons of money. And actually a lot of people are like, well, I'm not that creative, but I'm good with a camera. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Like, I don't begrudge that. Yeah. I don't think the goal should be to be creative. I think the goal should be to make good art. Yes. And I think that's really the difference is like being creative doesn't, if, is art about the audience or is art about the maker? And that's always been the age old thing. Is it good art if you make something and then the person who consumes the art doesn't get the emotion that you were expecting them to get from it? Like if you make something that's really creative and the reaction they get is revulsion, they hate the film. They think it's a waste of their money. They're angry, but it's you've never seen it done before. Is it good art or bad art? I would say it's bad art. Mm hmm. Like it didn't accomplish the purpose that it set out to, and no one but them is ever going to like it anyway. Mm -hmm. That's the tr that's the truth about wedding filmmaking. If you make something really unique and the couple doesn't like it, chances are no one will like it. Yep. Yeah. Because no one will even get their eyes on it or see it. And I think this is where the challenge comes for filmmakers is like this idea of commerce meaning art, where it's like yes. your job as a filmmaker to make good art and everyone should want to, is to communicate clearly the message that you sold the couple. Yes. And that's, that's I'm glad you went there because that's the next step is like bringing money into the equation when it comes to selling your art and selling the art that you haven't even made yet, pre-selling your art, mm -hmm. right? So you, you imagine, um, you know, 200 years ago, um, you're a rich family and you hire a painter to come to your house and paint your wife. And you agree, yeah, you're going to paint her. She's going to be in front of the staircase, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then, um, you know, you paint the picture and it's of someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make like, a funny face. And then you're like, well, 
this is you should like this. Well, let's break this down even further. It's a great painting. One of them is a bat. So there's there's a couple scenarios here. Yeah. What we will never ascribe to is you paint a terrible painting and you suck at painting and you tried to paint the wife but you suck at it. That's not what we're talking about. Everyone should. There's a level of acceptability. They're just good filmmaking, bad filmmaking. If you sure. just try, like that's the other one is you say my interpretation of your wife is she's a dog. So mm -hmm. I painted her as a dog. Yeah. The other one is you painted her and it's a great painting, but it's unrecognizable to him as his wife. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, it's, I view her as the Mona Lisa. So I painted it's It's like this could go a million directions. Like the person receiving the product from you, it's, it's commercial art. Mm -hmm. And, and, and like <clears throat> they don't want your interpretation of their wife. They want your spin they want what you bought yep. or what they bought from you, but they don't want you to just go any direction you ever could want to go with it. Yeah. And, and well, and, and I would say that's why this whole pre sale part of the equation is a, an important part of the art making process for what we do is because we are coming to an agreement with our couple of, Hey, I'm going to make your wedding film. But when I create your wedding film, it's not going to be of a wedding of docs. Like, <laughs> like, so what I did. So, is I so like, unless you're like, I'm very avant-garde, this is my previous work. And they're like, oh, we like all the docs in your wedding films. And <laughs> we like we, that you filmed the wedding and then reenacted it with docs. Yes. We like that. That's what we want. Um, you have a mutual understanding of like, cause otherwise if they buy something and it's not what they expect, um, you know, then you're not going to get hired again yeah. by other people. You're going to get a terrible review. And, and at the end of the day, um, you won't be able to make any art. Because well, and I would have a hard time you. calling that good art. Sure. I think it, it failed at moving the audience. Yes. And I think. That's so then it comes down to finding the audience that you want. right? Well, and also like, what are the acceptable results from the art? Like a horror movie can produce a lot of results, mm -hmm. can make people laugh can make people horrified. Like you could make a movie. There are people who've said, I'm going to make a movie that just offends people. And I want you to walk out of the theater. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. You can make that art and the filmmaker might feel very satisfied by it, yep. but it's going to have a very small audience. And so I think this is the next question. I think it's art. There's a, I think there's a standard of what is good art when it comes to wedding filmmaking, which is at least communicate like, Communicating what the client expected mm -hmm. from it in terms of the emotion. It doesn't have to communicate all the inf like it could communicate in different ways, but all yeah. that stuff. Does it have to be creative to be successful? Like, and by creative, I mean unique. No, a lot of people you're making classic style wedding filmmaking, and that's awesome. And you are an artist mm -hmm. because you're communicating, and the couple is satisfied by your expression. Even if what you're doing is somewhat derivative, and you feel like it's kind of generic, I think that's what I want to set people free from: is this pressure to be this groundbreaking artist and this understanding that like real artists, the most creative people are not successful in their art is even understood. Mm -hmm. It's so bleeding edge a lot of times that it's like borderline, like people making noise, like literally just banging pots. Like a lot of artists move into this cause they're like, how do we just keep deconstructing art until it's literally like, that is art mm -hmm. and someone can enjoy it. And it actually, a lot of these people are very skilled. Think about look Picasso, his direction or, you know, but I do think what you were talking about is this, which is no matter what you choose, 
like if you like a Jackson Pollock painting, right? If you don't know Jackson Pollock, you basically just splat and paint on things. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool looking. I like it. It's cool abstract art. If say I was like, hey, I got a Jackson Pollock for you, and you're like, really? And I brought it to your house, and it was just like this like pencil drawing of a person, and it was really well done. And I'm like, that's not a Jackson Pollock. You're like, yeah, it is. It was like his early work. But this sucks. I didn't want this. I wanted a bunch of splatted paint. Like that is where art and commerce kind of collide is the consumer's expectations um, versus that. But here's my question. What if you want to make really weird, weird creative stuff? What is, what if that is a person's motivation? What is like, what does that person have to consider in the wedding filmmaking world? Yeah. Well, who they're selling it to like, first of all, I mean, me being someone who's not that person <laughs> necessarily, I'd have to be like, if I do this, how am I going to live? Where am I going to live? <laughs> because at least for a while, I have to understand, like, no one's going to pay me anything to make this art um, until it's really appreciated. And and I might die before it's really appreciated. Yeah, so but people might never like this. They might never like this. And if that's what you're committed to, well, God bless you. And, like, and, and I really, I'm not... I don't want to discourage anyone from being weird. Yeah. You should be weird. You should make as weird stuff as you want to make. And if you can convince people to buy it from you, that's actually the highest dollar value. Yes. If yes. there if there's an audience of people who want weddings of reenactments of dogs of yep. their wedding, you could charge whatever because there's probably such a small amount of people doing it and you're probably the only one willing to provide it to mm-hmm. them. Sure. That's how you make a lot of money doing weird stuff, but a lot of you you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Yep. Um, so there's that, there is the, you know, um, commerce part of it. Uh, the other thing you kind of, um, reminded me of it when you said, we're talking about Picasso and how skilled he was, he did weird stuff, but he was at his core. He was a skilled artist who understood like sculpture. He understood all these different forms of art. And that's what I would say. Most of the artists that I know who are very creative, um, understand the craft so proficiently that it's almost like you have to be an amazing master of craft before you can even get into creativity and doing something that's because you understand the the basics from soup to nuts right it's like he was an amazing artist uh before he became the world-renowned artist that he was Mm -hmm. Right. Well, there's a bunch of amazing artists out there who haven't taken that step. But I would say for most people out there in the wedding film world, your job right now, it should just be to be an amazing craftsman. You shouldn't be worried about being the next Ray Roman or Alex Douglas or Lindsay Conklin or whoever. Like or you think all those people are stupid and you're going to be the first good wedding filmmaker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you should just get your craft down, convey basic storytelling elements because, you know, Learn how to connect with a basic audience who will love your films and and get your craft down. Make sure that you're doing stuff like nailing your freaking focus, dude. Like have discipline over that kind of stuff. Become an amazing craftsman. And then once you get there and you're like, I feel like this is pinpoint exactly how what do I push I'm aiming it? for? How do I push it? How can I make my own signature? Like that is the actual progression. And it probably will just happen any naturally, master. right? Though? Yeah. It probably yeah. just happened naturally that you'll just do what you do mm-hmm. and eventually you'll get your own fingerprint. And I, so this is why I really say it's like trying to figure out, trying to be creative is uncreative. 
trying to be creative. That's like the least intuitive. Real creative creativity comes from weird people being weird. Tradition, like be yourself. Mm-hmm. That is the most creative thing you can do. It's just whoever you are, really lean into that. Yeah. And some of you, like if you're weird, you're probably going to attract weird people. And they're probably going to naturally like more weird stuff. If you're on like a hippie, like you're going to be able to connect with hippie couples and they're going to appreciate your hippie aesthetic. If you're not a hippie, you're not actually weird. You don't like art, like weird art. You're just like a normal person. And that's totally fine, by the way. You like Marvel movies. You watch Friends. Well, you go to Applebee's. (laughs) Like... (laughs) You are going to feel so like a fish out of water trying to imitate someone else and be this person you're not. And I think the most true artists are true to themselves mm-hmm. and they're true to what that makes like their real signature. One of the things I love about we, um, a lot of people we've interviewed, whether it be like Honey Fox films, Bottle Brush films, um, you know, go down the line of these people. Even like, you know, we, we, hang, we hang out with Bobby all the time and like at the core of these people, they're making what's authentic to them. And it ends up becoming unique because of the mix of things. I mean, when you watch, I always talk think about pin weddings when I think about this because they're, I think they're the ones who push this envelope into terms of like, they are the unique in that they're the most narrative like with sound and a lot of the things. Nothing they do would be considered, I need this unique drone shot or this unique, they're not shooting that way. It's the, what makes it unique is the, that it's them. And then you, oh, we have a news background, like all these things. That's unique. It becomes unique. It becomes a unique expression. So I think trying to be unique is kind of a, it's like a thing that a 12 year old tries to do when they go to junior high for the first time. And they're like, yeah. I'm going to dye this one part of my hair blonde. Yeah. And, and I think there's a, also a difference between being unique and then also developing your own voice. You right? need to. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's not, they're not the same thing. And I think that's something that people confuse, you know, at the very beginning. And, and a lot of times, I mean, I talk to a lot of photographers, filmmakers in our own studio and they're like, how do I find my own voice? And so, um, I'm, I don't know. I think that's even an interesting Everyone needs to stand out, by the way. Yeah. So I think being unique is not the only way to stand out. Yeah. I find it interesting when people ask you how they can define their own style. Because you're like, dude, at the end of the day, you're the only person who can answer that question. Like, I can give you what I see in you. Like, Be yourself. You strike me as this. But at the end of the day, it's your voice. I'm not going to dictate your voice. Yep. Like you have to find what works for you, what you gravitate towards as an artist. And who are you on the inside? Like I say it all the time because I read it in a book one time and it just struck me and will always make me think um, is, you know, if you want to create more interesting art, become a more interesting person. Like we'll say it on the show again, 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 because I just think that's such a good phrase. But that's all it is. Yeah. All these people learning how to become more interesting. And if that's like you said, (laughs) becoming a nerd and and getting into Marvel movies. Great. You at least have a thing that you're interested in. And in some way, shape or form, that's going to reflect in your art that you're creating. And this is the thing. If you're like, I'm, I don't want to be basic. I don't want to just like Marvel movies and listen, eat at Applebee's. Um, That's basic. I don't want to be like that. 
So let's just kind of end with this. Okay, you're listening to this episode and you're hearing like, oh, you know, they're saying it doesn't matter if you make unique art and all this stuff. Um, I do think it matters and we're not saying that. What we're saying is you can make a lot of money making generic stuff that everyone else makes if you do a good job. And ultimately, it's still art because it's communicating something in a way that is abstract, that's special to the person. So the question might be, what if I want to make unique things? What if I want to just kind of sprinkle in uniqueness, try to like develop uniqueness in my life? I think the number one tip I would give someone is kind of what you just said, where you said, you know, you want to be more interesting. You want to make better art, become a better person. You want to make more interesting art, become a more interesting person. Um, the way you do that is just to change what you input into your mind, into your heart, into your life. You know, I always mention the Euro Dreams of Sushi thing. He said, well, if you want to make good food, you have to eat good food. And I would tell you guys, if you're a wedding filmmaker and you want to make better wedding films, definitely watch the masters, watch people who make good wedding films, but also start watching things that aren't wedding films and expanding that part of your palate. Because like, if you don't want to be the guy who's like, well, I only like Marvel movies and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way, Marvel movies, hamburgers, uh, just normal. I'm, that's basic. That's not me. I'm an artist. Um, you better start, you know, changing your input if you want to change your output. I think that's really what it comes down to. And, and like, there's this great new album Natalie Bergman made. She was in the band uh, Wild um, Bell and she shot all these videos and they're like very reminiscent of like 60s art films it's all mostly film weird stuff and i was like oh that's so cool like it just was cool like i i was watching and i was like these are cool people who are cooler than all the people around them and they literally purposely did something different because other people were doing they want to subvert your expectations and that's what the whole thing is about it subverted my expectations i thought it was cool Am I going to make that in wedding filmmaking? No, I don't think I would even have the opportunity. But is it helpful to like think about like, I watched, I said, is this going to become like what all the young people are looking at with art? Are they going to want to go back? So, yeah, I, I think this is all good. I, I think for some people out there who are like, I don't feel creative. I don't know even where to start. Like you're saying get out there and just find some interesting things to, to latch onto Just and push yourself. Like. Yeah. Try new things, expand your experiences. Yeah. Maybe try being weird. Try something you haven't tried in terms of like consuming art. And yeah. And I, I would say with that, um, it's a totally normal, um, emotion to be super vulnerable, uh, when you're putting out some sort of art that you're not comfortable with. And you probably will do a bad job. You'll probably do bad at first and that's okay. Um, that's a totally normal stage in the process, feeling a little bit like an imposter. Like, this is not me. I would say like, this is not the old you. Like, who you're becoming is a person that doesn't exist yet. So how do you know what that person looks like? Um, and just doing little things like along the way um, to kind of further your journey. You know what I would Creativity. recommend too that's along those lines hmm. is don't worry if you're copying someone else or if anyone notices. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, I, oh, I don't want to do uh, post zooms because Alex did it in a sculpting with time. They dropped that awesome 
showreel the other day. <clears throat> a Vision Quest opened up tickets. Well, you guys should sign up. Great, great, great. Maybe they're sold out by now, though. But anyway, I don't want to do post-zooms. And because they did post-zooms. Well, how do you know you don't want to do them? Maybe do them a couple times. Well, then people will know I'm copying this filmmaker that I like. Who cares? Your client yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. And most people think that, you know, I think most creatives will be like, what if this other creative sees that I did this, that I'm going to feel like an imposter. And it's just like, no one cares, man. No one, no one cares about you enough. Like in our industry, no one actually watches each other's films. Yeah. <laughs> no good luck cares. getting anybody to watch your. They'll watch your films because they want, like, they want to kiss your butt and then have you compliment them and invite uh, them. On WFS Live, when we do our weekly show, the only time people tune in for real and are engaged is when their film comes up. <laughs> like they don't want. No one wants to watch other people's yeah, films. Yeah, for better or worse. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not over. But also, anybody who's like that guy's copying this guy. Who cares what that person thinks? Yeah. It doesn't matter. If the like screw the haters, man. That's Yeah, forget about those people. Just be yourself, but also like it's cool. To, I think you should, by the way, be a little sensitive to being totally derivative and generic. You shouldn't want to copy people and just be exactly like them because you'll never be able to do it. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you might have to like experiment with ideas that came from other people and you should be humble enough to try their ideas. See if you can put your own spin on it. See if it works for you. See if it feels natural. And that's my biggest criticism of people. When I see you copying someone and it doesn't feel natural, it doesn't feel like you really like get it. It doesn't feel like you, you know, try to make sure that it feels like something you would do that fits your personality, that fits your film. That's the goal. But you might have to do a bunch of dumb stuff in the meantime to figure that out. And like, don't be sensitive about it and, and like, try, just try. Yeah. Like the goal to be unique isn't the goal. The goal is to make the best art possible. Mm -hmm. And I do think to make the best art possible, you do need to put your own personality and that'll end up becoming unique. I really do believe that. Yep. Yep. Um, cool. I think that's, um, Jason, I think that's a good episode. That's a wrap. I, <laughs> um, hopefully it was helpful. I, I, I'm glad that we had this discussion cause I think it's, um, interesting to uh peel back the layers of the creativity onion in in the wedding film world because um it's something that people talk about and i i think it's just like it's important to get those definitions out like what is creativity versus craft versus art and they're, they're intersecting and it's it's a messy world um and i think everyone's on a journey trying to figure out what those things are and what they mean to themselves so hopefully, I don't know, this inspired you if you're at home listening to this podcast. Hopefully this discouraged you. Hopefully this makes you quit wedding films forever <laughs> and, you know, uh, their videographers can take your work. So, hmm. uh, <laughs> no, uh, but hopefully it inspires you to think outside the box and push yourself creatively. Or creatively I'm sorry. Um, guys, if you uh, like this podcast and content like this podcast... Uh, make sure you're giving it a thumbs up. Make sure you're reviewing it if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, it really goes a long way in helping get the word out of the Wedding Film School show, Wedding Film School in general. Um, if you would like to have your wedding film critiqued, uh, we mentioned it before. We do a weekly film critique every Thursday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, where we critique people's wedding films. So if you want to have your film critiqued, Make sure, sure uh, make sure you are submitting at weddingfilm.school slash um, reviews, critiques, 
What is it under? I'm going to look. I think it might be live review. Okay. I believe it's live review. Go on the website. You can find it there. It's the first tab. Um, and then also make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. We have a ton of content that's coming out um, on a regular basis. Gear reviews, all that kind of fun stuff as well. All the youtube type of content that you could want uh, in relation to wedding filmmakers. And then lastly, check us out on Facebook as well. We have a very active group um, discussing every kind of problem that a wedding filmmaker can go through. So if you need some help, if you need some community, that's probably the best place to ask your questions. Um, overall, just positive vibes on the Facebook group. So um, guys, thank you for watching this episode or listening to this episode of the Wedding Film School Show. Uh, and we will see you next week right here on the Wedding Film School Show.